0: What I really want for you guys at the beginning of this new year? What I want you to pursue, what I want you to, to really desire and to, um, to get is this. Let's turn to Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. So if you turn your Bible to the middle, you're close. Proverbs is right after the book of Psalms. It's, it's wisdom, literature. Proverbs 1, beginning in verse 1. Oh, sorry. Proverbs 4. Sorry. Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 1. He says this. Uh, the Sol- uh, Solomon, hear, O sons of Fathers instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight, for I give you good precepts, do not forsake my teaching when I was a son with my father tender, the only one in the sight of my mother. He taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight, do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep her, you. Love her and she will guard you. So what I want you guys to get this year and and kind of just looking at this year a little intentionally, I want you to get Wisdom. So, if you're taking notes, get wisdom. That is what you need to get this year. Get insight. Get understanding. Get wisdom. Now, why? Why do you want wisdom? This is what I want to talk to you about today. Why do you want wisdom this year, um, this December, if you want to think about it that way, this Christmas time, if you want to think about it that way. But this is really, once again, a message that we could talk about anytime. time. Why do I want wisdom? wisdom. Number one, get wisdom because you'll live skillfully if you get it. You'll live skillfully. Uh, Wisdom, the word wisdom, it doesn't just mean um, intellectual knowledge. It means skill and ability. And not just that, it means skill and ability and a desire to apply that knowledge. That's an important definition. It's not just intellectual knowledge. It's not just Bible knowledge. It is it is skill and the desire to apply that knowledge that you have. It's the skill of application, you could say. That is what wisdom is. Uh, for, for, for example, wisdom isn't just knowing all the right answers to your test that is tomorrow. It is not just knowing that it is good for you to do your homework for that test tomorrow or study for that test tomorrow tomorrow. Wisdom is desiring and wanting to apply yourself and prepare yourself for that test tomorrow. It's not just, it's not just knowledge, all the answers for tomorrow. It's, it's the ability, the, the desire to prepare yourself and to grow yourself in wisdom for that test tomorrow. The, word, uh, the Old Testament word for wisdom, there's, there's a few of them, but the most common one is h- uh, hok- hokma. You can use that for your name of your cat. Later on, Hokma, come here, Hok, Hoki, from Muskoki, uh, Hokma. Um, it is. It, it speaks of skill in many different ways. It speaks of skill in war. It speaks of skill in artistic work. It speaks of skill in sailing and administration. It's, it's used in Proverbs eight, fifteen through sixteen for the skill of kings. In Proverbs eight twenty-two, it speaks of the skill of God in creation. And it doesn't mean skill. It does, wisdom isn't the ability to sail a ship. But that just shows you what the word means. It means you're good at something. You have uh, accumulated abilities to do something well. You have skill. So the question is, for you, do you want to be good at living? Do you want to be skilled in the art of living? That means you have a life that has wisdom in it. Um, now, obviously, there's a qualifier here. Uh we can't say we can't say this any of these things without maybe making making a qualifier in a relative world whose definition of success and skill are we talking about who's 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 pleased by your life who says you have skill cuz in the world we live in in the world we live on people say oh I, I think this looks like a skillful life, or this looks like a pleasing life. Who are we talking about? We're talking about God. God looking on you and saying your life is skillful. Your life is well lived. It is one in the book of Proverbs, in God's Word, that is a life that's God-centered, God-focused, and God-pleasing. matter of fact, God God says He can be pleased with all areas of your life. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31 talks about whatever you do, whether you eat or you drink, do all to the glory of God, do all to the pleasure of God. You can show skill, wisdom in every area of your life. As a matter of fact, you are called to now now quick little illustration kind of I look at for wisdom is it 's kind of it 's understanding what somebody wants and living living according to what you know that person wants so for example, I love Serena very much, and I know what pleases her, and so i can I can find ways to please her that I don't need to be directly told by her how to do it. I know she likes this. I I kind of know how to, you know, finish her sentences before she even says what she wants, because I know her. The more you know someone, the more you know how to please them. So we've got all of this scripture, this revelation in the Bible, and God tells you a lot of things about what pleases Him so that you can grow in your knowledge of Him so that you can live a life in every area that is pleasing to Him because you know Him, because you know how to finish his sentence. It says that is what wisdom is. Now, now all of you, I'm sure, I'm sure, all of you want wisdom. You want skill. You want to be good at living, right? But maybe all of you don't want necessarily to have God-pleased with your life. All of you maybe aren't convinced that, hey, God's pleasure is my greatest good. So you could think about the rest of these reasons as kind of like reasons why God's pleasure is my greatest good. So we're we're looking at why you want wisdom, but the rest of these are just trying to kind of encourage you, motivate you, challenge you to start viewing God's pleasure as your greatest good. So there you got it. You'll live a skillful life, you'll live skillfully. Um, Number two, you'll receive the prizes. If you get wisdom, you'll receive the prizes in life. Now let's just do something really a little bit fun, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Let's do a little sword drill. So, that you know how this works, right? You can only read the passage if you have opened up to the passage, you found it, and you are standing. Then, then I'll call you, then you'll win, and that will be fun for you. So, we're going to go through a lot of passages today, and when I call out the passage, whoever can get to it first and stand up gets to read it. That will be your prize for this day. You think that's cheating? You think it's faster, huh? Well, we'll try it. We'll try it. Alright, number one. Uh... Uh, Proverbs nine. Proverbs nine. We may, we may have to renege that. All right, go ahead, read it. Read it. For they, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendant for your neck. Okay, graceful garland. You can have a seat, thank you. Graceful garland, um, pendant around your neck. Uh, Proverbs 3.22. Proverbs 3.22. Julia. Adornment for your neck. Get wisdom, and you'll get a nice jewel around your neck. Uh, Proverbs 4 9. Proverbs 4 9. Ah, there you go. It's like she was reading the cross references. Okay, 4 9. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She'll bestow on you a beautiful crown. Okay, a beautiful crown. So we've got all of these prizes that you can get. Forgetting wisdom, right? A crown—that's often language in Scripture to speak of God's blessing, right? God's reward. You have the crown, adornment. That is. Uh, these are. This is a symbol of wealth and riches. Basically, when you see someone walking around with a new watch or a really beautiful earrings, or, or girls, if you see a woman walking around with a new ring that's just shining, you're like, wow what a successful person, you did it, you got the guy, or, wow, you're doing really well in life if you can afford that. That's a sign of a successful person. I mean, like, in worldly standards, that's a, su- a successful person if they have some bling on them. A garland, that, that is maybe something that's been weaved together, maybe some sort of... Um, um, victorious athlete would wear a garland around their head, and even in biblical times, grooms would wear a garland around their head. It was a sign of authority. It was a sign of achievement. It was a sign of victory. Basically, this is a person over here that knows how to do it. This is a person that has won the race, that, that, that has won the girl, that is the, the spotlight of all of our attention and we we love that person. You'll get the crown. You'll get the adornment. You'll get the garland. Uh, Proverbs three sixteen. Proverbs three sixteen. Oh man, what's most of these are going to be in the first ten chapters. By the way, yes, Jacob. Long life is in her right hand, in her left hand are riches and honor. Okay, now we'll we'll save we'll save the long life part for a little bit later. But notice her her left hand's pretty cool too. Uh, riches and honor are in her left hand. Uh, Proverbs four eight. Proverbs four eight. There you go. I was just waiting for this message to continue. Uh, praise her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Okay, she will honor you. She will praise. She will lift you up. You'll be in the winner's circle. You'll get the prizes in life if you get wisdom. Now, on the flip side, if you were to say turn to Proverbs five uh, nine through ten, you'd see that the sorry. I'll just I'll just summarize it though. I'll see it. Good job, though. Good job. Keep going. You'll see in in 5, 9 through 10, you'll see that the simple give their honor to others. If you are simple, you will give your honor to others. You will give your years to the merciless. Strangers will take their fill of your strength, your labors to the house of foreigners. So what do you want? Do you want the honor for yourself, or do you want to give honor to other people? That is the choice of wisdom. Now, now, now. Just a, now, caveat: when we talk about proverbs, you always you always interact with this idea of wow. It seems to promise me health, wealth, and the American way. In, in some ways, it does. It says you will live a successful life if you get wisdom. Now, that's we, we need to understand kind of the the genre of the wisdom literature. It's important to remember that it's it's not describing what will happen, but it will describe what will probably happen, or maybe put it this way, uh, uh, wisdom isn't promising you anything, but it's predicting. It's making a a good prediction on what your life will look like. In, in In some ways, the wise people, though, if you know your Bible, you'll know the wise people sometimes are poor. Sometimes they don't get to boast. Sometimes they have the lowest seat. Sometimes they don't get a feast at all. Sometimes they don't take the city. Sometimes wisdom leads you to poverty. But ultimately, wisdom will put you in the winner's circle when all is said and done, whether you look at it from an eternal perspective or maybe even from the end-of-life perspective. For, for, for example, you remember Haman and Mordecai. Uh, wisdom led Mordecai to not fear Haman. He feared God more than he feared Haman, and that led him to almost be killed, and it led him to be persecuted. That's where wisdom could lead you. But ultimately, at the end of his life, wisdom exalted Mordecai over Haman. That that is wisdom. It's not saying this will always happen or right away, but it's predicting. This is what your life probably will look like, not every time. So, um, you'll live skillfully. You'll receive the prizes in life. Number three, you'll know God's will for your life. You'll know what God wants you to do tomorrow and the next day and the day after that and the day after that. You are young people. You want to know God's will for your life. This is God's will for your life. It's as simple as this. God wants you to get wisdom. Because wisdom is how he directs you in all of those choices you have in your life. It's not like through, through a revelation in the clouds. It's not by flopping your Bible open and he says, go to masters. He wants you there. It, that's not how God speaks. He gives you wisdom. He gives you wisdom understanding. Proverbs 2.9. Proverbs 2.9. All right. Jackson. Then you'll understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. Every good path. You'll understand every good path. Uh, wisdom, is, wisdom will wrap its arms around your entire life, and you'll understand every path you need to take. Uh, Proverbs five and, uh, uh, sorry, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Sorry about that. Dyslexia. Uh, there you go, Ethan. Yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Okay. Well-known verse. We love this verse in American society, but we don't probably totally understand what this verse is talking about. It's not talking about you just kind of being a jellyfish and just floating through life and I'm just embracing God's will and he's just carrying me wherever I need to go. No, it it he says what what does he say in Proverbs 3 uh, yeah, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Heart is not talking primarily about your emotions, but in the Old Testament, heart talked about your understanding, your decision-making. That's what your heart is. And, and lean not on your own understanding, your, your thinking. In all your ways, you're acknowledging Him. You're bringing the, uh, the God of the Bible, the fear of the Lord, before your eyes in everything. And what happens? He makes your path straight. But remember, wisdom is all about gaining skill, gaining wisdom. It's not about floating around like a jellyfish. It's about living a life skillfully under the fear of the Lord. But look at the promise there. He will make your path straight. He will make it straight. It might not be easier, but it will be clear, and you will understand it. Uh, Proverbs 6.23, Proverbs 6.23. Go ahead. Sorry, I I thought you were going to read it. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Okay, it sounds a lot like uh, Psalm 119, where it says, "Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Every everywhere you go, you know where you're going to go." Or, or think about it this way: Proverbs 4:12. Proverbs 4:12. Joel. Okay, how many of you guys really get tired of having to do things over again? Like, man, I messed it up, i got to do it over again. If you gain wisdom, you'll have less do-it-overs in life. It it won't mean you're going to be perfect, but it means you're going to gain skill and you're going to be better about living. Or, to say it another way, hey, if you get wisdom, you'll be better at using your time because you'll have to do things less times. Proverbs 3.23, Proverbs 3.23, uh, Ellen, go ahead. And you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. Yeah, your steps will be secure and read the next verse while you're at it there, Ellen. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, you're asleep, be Right. You you will get better sleep at night because you are living away uh living in a way that is wise, that is full of skill, and you will be satisfied. Um so There we go. You'll live skillfully. You'll receive the prizes. You'll know God's will for your life if you get wisdom. Um, Number four, you'll escape destructive paths. You'll escape destructive paths. Um, 2-7. Proverbs 2-7. You're all too busy writing. All right, there you go. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Okay, how many of you want a shield from the Lord? That is what the Lord will give you if you walk in wisdom. Um, Proverbs 2.12. Proverbs 2.12. We're going to be in two for a while here. Yes? You will escape the way of evil men and perverted speech. You'll escape that. Do you want to escape destructive paths? Then you need to get wisdom, get understanding. What does Proverbs 2.13 and 15 say? Through through fifteen yes go ahead yeah go ahead um, who forsake the paths of uprightness yeah, okay. who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways all right not only will you escape their paths you will escape the um, enchantments, you'll escape the delights that guide them on those paths. You ever think about that? You, you will have a different system of delights in your heart and you will delight in other paths. That is what you will escape. Um, Proverbs 2 16. Proverbs 2 16. Yes. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman and the adulteress with her smooth words He forsakes the companion of her... Oh wait, that's <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You will escape the forbidden woman. We're going to talk about this in a few weeks. We're going to talk about all the different characters in Proverbs. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of women in Proverbs. There's the wife of your youth in Proverbs wisdom literature. There is woman folly who also always seems to sound a whole lot like the forbidden woman who's also in Proverbs. You will escape her or if you're a girl, you will escape the forbidden man. Or you, if you're a girl or a guy, you will escape the kind of worldviews and principles that make you into a forbidden man or a forbidden woman. Do you want to escape destructive paths? That is what wisdom will give you. Or to say it another way, wisdom will help you avoid becoming a proverb or a laughingstock. Do you want to be a proverb? Do you want people to talk about you and say, oh, you remember that girl, that guy? foolish 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 do you want to be a proverb do you want to be a laughingstock choose folly you'll be a proverb you'll be a laughingstock every single day uh, or to say it another way i like thinking about it this way wisdom gives you binoculars in life it gives you binoculars in life it helps you see the end from the beginning it helps you see the destructive paths that are ahead of you uh Let's uh, let's read Proverbs one seventeen through eighteen. One seventeen through eighteen. Anybody got that? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, for in vain is a net spread, but in in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Yeah, yeah. So see, these men who are trying to to get you to come with them, to like rob this other person, that's what Proverbs 1 is talking about. Come with us. We're going to rob somebody. It's going to be great. They're setting a net for themselves. And if you have wisdom, you will see that net. You will see it from afar because you've got binoculars. That's what wisdom gives you. It gives you binoculars for the future okay so you'll live skillfully you'll receive the prizes you'll know God's will for your life you'll escape the de- destructive paths and you'll gain the good life you'll gain the good life this is something that everybody wants once again all of these things are, are what everyone wants but there, there's, a certain, there's a certain caveat that we have coming I think you can see it too but read, uh, read Proverbs 3 somebody read Proverbs three eight three eight. go ahead Okay? Somebody with English, please read Proverbs. No, kidding. It will health to thy navel, your, your belly, and it will be healing to your bones. You will, you will your life will, it, it sounds like wisdom will lead to not only a happier life, but a healthier life. It will actually lead to a healthier life. Uh, co- uh, contrast that with, don't turn there but write it down 5:11 Proverbs 5:11 where it kind of seems like the fool's life has a body that is consumed right healthy life versus unhealthy life uh, somebody look up Proverbs 3:17 7, sorry Proverbs 3:17 forget to breathe 3:17 someone Ellen her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace okay peaceful life pleasant life uh, contrast that versus those who fail to find wisdom; they injure themselves. They love death. That is what it says in eight thirty-six. They love death. They injure themselves. Uh, somebody, look up Proverbs three twenty-two. Proverbs three twenty-two. This is really hard to take notes and jump up at the same time, isn't it? Yes. And they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. But... We did. We just got to keep reading it over. It's not just. It's not. Ju- oh wait, yeah, that's that's a different verse than I thought it was. Okay. Anyway, uh, pro- somebody read Proverbs nine twelve. Proverbs nine twelve. Well, no, actually, I was going on. Going to jump on that. We talked about adornment, but that talks about life for your soul. It'll be life for your soul, not just the outward body, but also the inward person will have a better life. Um, so there you go. you'll gain the good life. you'll gain a healthier life, a, a life for the soul. and then you contrast that between the fool whose body will be consumed, whose body will be injured, who loves death. Um, one last verse, Proverbs 4:18. Somebody look up 4:18. Meg got it. I saw her I saw her leaving the chair before I saw you. Yes. Okay? Read the next verse. Proverbs 19. (laughs) Okay. So here you've got it. A good uh, uh, contrast here, right? Do you want to be someone who is wise? Their life uh, shines brighter and brighter and brighter till the full day. Do you want to be someone who is foolish? Their life is like someone who is walking in a cave and walking deeper and deeper and deeper into that cave. Darker and brighter darker. So, uh, you'll live skillfully. You'll receive the prizes. You'll know God's will for your life. You'll escape destructive paths. You'll gain the good life. You'll gain um, the long life. You'll gain the long life. Once again, Proverbs isn't necessarily promising this, but it's predicting this. This will probably happen to you. Somebody read Proverbs 3.16. Proverbs 3.16. I got it. All right. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Long life. Uh, somebody uh, look up Proverbs 4 4. Proverbs 4 4. All right, Matthew. He taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast to my words, keep my commandments, and live. All right, there you go. Do you want to live? <laughs> get wisdom get understanding this is maybe sounding like a tired drum but let's read proverbs 836 836 someone look that up Ellen. but he who mate injures himself all who hate me love death all right if you love death get foolishness once again you you i i this last monday i read through all of proverbs in one sitting it took me an hour and 55 minutes it that wasn't as long as I thought it would take, and it wasn't as hard as I thought it would take, but I'm not sure I would recommend reading Proverbs all in one sitting. But I just wanted to see. And you know how many times Proverbs repeats itself? It's repeating itself because you need to hear it over and over and over again. If you love life, get wisdom. If you hate life, just keep going as you're going. You'll be, you'll be well on your way to death. Uh, Proverbs 2.21-22 through 22 says you'll remain in the land with the upright people. Here is a made-up statistic that I just made up this week. Nine out of ten fail videos are by youths, by young people who lack wisdom. Made-up statistic, but I bet you I could back it up. I bet you it's even better than that. Anyway, all right, so you'll live skillfully. You'll receive the prizes. You'll know God's will. You'll escape destructive paths. You'll gain the good life. You'll get the long life. You'll live a life that is pleasing to others. You'll be pleasing to others. Uh, Proverbs 3, 4 says you will find favor with others. Um, if you were, we see we see interesting um, accounts of this. We see Samuel in 1 Samuel two twenty six, who grows in wisdom and favor with God and man. Those things are always linked. When you grow in favor with God, you often grow in favor with man. You can see wisdom, kind of your your growth in wisdom by other people. They they appreciate you more. Jesus himself, it was said in Luke two verse forty, he grew in wisdom with God and. Man. That 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 happens together. So basically, I mean, do you do you want people to pick you? Do you want people to like you? Do you want people to receive your words? Do you want people to seek your counsel? Do you want to be someone who is valuable to other people? Get wisdom, get understanding. Those are the kind of people I like being around, the people that have wisdom that have understanding. And you, you contrast this versus the foolish life. Somebody look up ten twenty six, Proverbs ten twenty six. You're doing good. Keep with me. Go ahead. Um, As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the slugger to them that's in them. All right. Has anybody ever, does anybody here like to drink vinegar straight? (laughs) What does that do to your teeth? It burns them. It burns them. Eh, I don't know what it does. you You drink through a straw, so it goes right past the teeth. I was reading saying that vinegar will rot your teeth if you let it sit in your, te- your your teeth sit in vinegar for a while, and that just shows something that is that is ugh, get that away from my teeth. Right, vinegar in my teeth, a smoke in the eyes. You all understand that smoke in the eyes is irritating. I want to get away from this seat, not because I don't like the people around me, but because of the smoke that is coming into my eyes. As a matter of fact, the more I move around this campfire, the more the smoke seems to move around this campfire. Smoke, it is. Irritating. It is frustrating. Uh, Proverbs, uh, sorry, let me just read a cross-reference. James 3 talks about wisdom as well. Uh, James 3, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, says James 3, 15, talking about worldly wisdom. Uh, But in Proverbs 3, 17, the wisdom from above is first pure, then it's peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown... In peace by those who make peace. So if you get wisdom, you'll live a pure life. You'll live a peace, peaceable life. You'll live a gentle life. You'll live a reasonable life. You'll live a merciful life. You'll live a fruitful life. You'll live an impartial and just life. You'll live a sincere life. You'll live a peace-making life. Tell me that is not someone you'd want to be around. Somebody that has those kinds of fruits. That is the wise life. You'll live pleasing to others. And lastly... You will have a life that is pleasing to God. You'll be pleasing to God. Um, uh, Somebody look up Proverbs 8.35. I like this one. Proverbs 8.35. Joel. Joel's been trying all morning long, and finally at the end, he got it. All right, so this has been kind of the underlining theme. Who's who's telling you this is a skillful life? Who is pleased by your life? It is, yes, other people, yes, yourself, yes, your own body, but ultimately it is a life that finds favor from God. Do you want to find favor from God? Then you need to live a life that is full of wisdom. Uh, Contrast that against uh, Proverbs 2, 21 through 22. We don't have time, but it talks about the wicked being cut off. And if you've been at our Sunday night services, you know the words cut off in the Pentateuch refer to God hunting you down and wiping you out. Do you want to find favor with God or do you want to be cut off from God? That is the choice that is before you. Now, ultimately, to find favor before God cannot come it cannot come just by your own skill and your own life everything that you bring to the table uh, ultimately this brings us back to our definition if you were if you were writing down the definition of wisdom i said wisdom is not just knowledge or intellectual ability but it is the skill and ability and desire to apply that Knowledge, You know what to do with knowledge. Ultimately, wisdom will bring you to God, and ultimately, wisdom will bring you to Christ so that you can live a life that is pleasing to God. Because you know, wisdom tells you, I cannot live a life pleasing to God outside of Christ. Jesus, in 1 Corinthians uh, 1, verse 30, says, Jesus is the wisdom of God. In Colossians 2, 3, in Him... All are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Ultimately, a wise person is someone who repents of their sins and trusts in the righteousness of Christ on their behalf. That is a wise person. Now, really quick, we've got one minute. How can you get wisdom? I'm going to go through this again slower. But I don't want to just say, hey, I, want to, I don't want to just give you kind of this appetite for wisdom and tell you, hey, just go figure it out on your own. I've got to quickly tell you how can you get wisdom. Once again, we'll talk about this a little bit slower in the next coming weeks, but I just want to just kind of wet your whistle a little bit. How can I get wisdom really quick? You need to want it more than its rewards. You need to want wisdom more than its rewards. It talks about Proverbs Wisdom is talked about all over through Proverbs. It's talked about as better than gold, better than silver. You have to want it more than those things, and you can't want it for those things alone. If the foundation for wisdom was, was the motivation of getting rewards, everybody would have wisdom. Because uh, everybody wants those rewards. It's got to be something else. You've got to want it. You've got to want it for different reasons. You've got to recognize that you don't have it yet. It is not something that is natural inside of you. What is natural inside of you? You are foolish. You are simple. You are a youth. You need to recognize that. You must find wisdom outside of you. You must recognize that your life coming to church every Sunday is like a mining m- mission. I am I'm coming to get wisdom. Every time you open up your Bible, I am coming to get knowledge, to get understanding. Um, you need to begin with God's ABCs. God says in Proverbs 1, verse 7, "...the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge." It is the starting block, but more than that, it is the foundational ABCs. You will use the fear of the Lord throughout your entire life, and that is what wisdom is ultimately. You need to start with the fear of the Lord. That is where wisdom starts. You need to obviously seek it out from wise sources. Now, Proverbs has 31 chapters, and you've probably already heard the idea of, hey, every day of the month I read that day in Proverbs, and I just read through Proverbs every day. I did that my entire childhood, and I loved it, and I still go back sometimes when I want to just, like, remember it. I I love going through Proverbs one, uh, one proverb a day. You need to seek it from wise sources. Um, But also, wise sources are also wise people. You need to seek wise people around you, not the simpletons and the fools that are around you, but the wise people that have lived life longer than you. You need to ask God for it. We see this modeled. And finally, you need to humble yourself under God's source. This is not just talking about Scripture, but yes, it is talking about Scripture. You need to humble yourself to the fact that wisdom is found outside of you. But also you need to humble yourself to the simple fact that wisdom probably is found from the people in your life that you don't want to hear wisdom from the most. Right? Uh, Rehoboam in 1 Kings 12, 8, he chose the counsel of his close friends, the people that grew up with him, rather than the ancient wisdom, and that led to destruction. I don't think it's any coincidence. Proverbs 1, 8, Proverbs six twenty. Proverbs 10.1, 15.20, 19.26, 20.20, 20, 23.22, 23.25, 30.11, and 30.17. All talk about wisdom coming from your guess who? Any, any guesses? Any guesses? I might totally warning you out. Parents. Wisdom is often associated with parents. And that is the last place sometimes that we want to hear wisdom. But that is where... Wisdom and instruction often come. It it comes from God's word. It comes from those who are older than you, those who know you very well. Uh, But just remember the promise, if you seek wisdom, she will come to you. If you seek her in God's word, she will come to you. If you seek her, she will come to you. That is the promise of wisdom. Let me just conclude by reading the preface in Proverbs uh, 1, 1 through 7 This is what I want for you this next year. This is what I want for you these next couple couple of weeks. I hope you come back to hear more about where to get wisdom and how we can apply wisdom in our lives according to the book of Proverbs. Um, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for even bringing us here, causing us to come here and to hear this message about why we need your wisdom, why we need to to fear you and to grow in our fear of you. I pray for these kids that they would grow in their desire for wisdom, but also that they would gain wisdom from the desire of wisdom. I pray this in your name. Amen.